Hey guys, welcome back to the Drew Hennessy Let's Talk podcast, episode 5. On this week's episode, I was delighted to be joined by Dahi O'Quinn of Life Spiral Physical Therapy. Dahi is a great friend of mine and is also my physical therapist. He's regarded as one of the best physical therapists in the country. I had Dahi in today for a chat as it's a, a remarkable, inspiring story and I can't wait for you guys to hear it. We talked about Dahi's battles with anxiety and depression and being bipolar, to living on the streets and being beaten up as a kid. We also talked about taking steroids and the effects it can have on your mental health. And we spoke about the dealing I've had with taking steroids. This is a juicy episode, guys. Enjoy. Dahi, how are you, pal? I'm not too bad, young man. How Welcome thank to you, the sir. podcast. And thank you. Thank you for coming on. I know you came on at short notice. Yeah. And it is much appreciated. No problem. Um, just to listen, I plan to have Dahi on in two weeks, but um, he substituted for a guest who couldn't come on. So uh, I'm grateful and thankful. So how are you? How's lockdown been? Well, it's a strange one. First yeah. off, yeah, I'm pretty good. Lockdown for me is it's it's a weird situation. So mm. I try to look at the the best out of a bad situation. So yeah, um, it's all right. The sun is shining. It'd be worse if it was Lucky. in the middle of winter. I know. And it was just raining. Yeah. And I was more depressed than I already am. They said on the <laughs> they said on the radio the other day that uh, can you imagine this happened in like October, November? Oh. It will be. Oh, it'd, it'd be a lot more serious than it is now. Well, all the people suffering with SADS. Mm. I mean, that's going to affect them. I, I mean, yeah. it's For me, it's grand because I kind of live out off-grid a little bit, you know, and live in a log mm. cabin and, and nice. Uh, a nice little bit of land I'm on. And uh, we are growing spuds and vegetables and, yeah, berries and mm. rhubarb and all this oh, wonderful rhubarb. stuff. Yeah, all this wonderful rhubarb stuff. Rhubarb tart is nice. Ru- mm. I like rhubarb tart. Me too. <laughs> I prefer apple crumble, but we won't. Ooh, that's, that's for a later stage. I yeah, know, I know. But, um, you might yeah. put that up as a poll. <laughs> apple tart or rhubarb, rhubarb crumble. crumble. Apple t- I tell you, if it doesn't win, I'm taking me axe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah, talk it's good. about the axe later. Yeah, yeah. no, it's good. Um, and we're getting chickens, I think, so. Oh. I'm on my friend's land, which is really, really good, so, um, Yeah. I'm left alone when I need to be left alone, and then if I need to be in contact with people, I need to be in contact with people. It suits me better. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, all is good. Um, any idea w- when you're going to be able to go back treating people as a physical therapist? Yeah, um, well, there's clinics open already, and uh, I'm kind of just a little bit hesitant, mm. you know, because anybody can lie about, yeah, I'm healthy and come into the clinic, and you can have all of these, um, all of these rules in place, you know. Oh, I'm okay, and I'm this, and I. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? So I'm a little bit hesitant. Yeah. I mean, uh, last week they buried my aunt, and she died of COVID. Her husband, uh, my uncle Willie, he was in the bed next to her. He doesn't even know his wife is gone. So yeah, yeah and he he has it. So now he's he's an elderly man. Mm. He's in his early nineties, but um, still doesn't make it any easier no. in the family. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of like hits a little with a yeah, bit of realism, you know. I think when someone has someone who has died from it or has been very very sick from it, they're mm. more aware of like just like I myself, I've heard of a couple of people, yeah, but no one close. So it's it, you know, I know you kind of hear the numbers and you see it on you know 
on the news, but yeah. I don't think it's we're all that aware of it until you're actually involved in it. Yeah, yeah. Mean? So which is yeah. yeah. I think uh, as a as a nation of people, we're kind of like that with everything. Unless it's banging down your Unless door, it's you're on like, your ah, be yeah. grand. That's, yeah, the grand. You know, ah, be grand. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, in essence, it's not grand. And you get too complacent. And, and then when people, you know, start dying, that's when it's bad. That's when that's it's harsh. It is, yeah. So with that kind of stuff, it's, you, you, you just got to be careful. So I'm itching to get back to work and I'm being bombarded by, so. by, by people. And I really appreciate them wanting to come in and see me. But I just want to be super careful. I don't want to get it and I don't want to give it to anybody. No. Mm. Um, and the guys that are opening the clinics that I know, they're all really good. They're all good therapists yeah. and, and, and I hope they do everything right and their clients are nice and clean when they come in. But um, I, I'm, I'm getting ready to go. Yeah. I've got my temperature gauge. I've got all this stuff mm. in place. But it's stuff that I would have been doing anyway. Yeah. Like I, I think you'll yeah. be, you'll be like, you'll be like hairdressers and kind of personal trainers because 100%. people have been training at home and yeah. we only did an Instagram live a couple of weeks ago yeah. and people... Going out doing these five Ks and stuff and yeah. not being able to run, yeah, you know, yeah. and being a bit yeah. um, so I think as soon as you say that you open the door, there's gonna be a queue down yeah. queue down the road yeah. going. My hips are in bits, my knees, my ankles, yeah. you know what I mean? Um so yeah, I'd say you are gonna be bombarded. Yeah, uh, and again, as I said, I am already, which is I mean, it, it's a nice compliment and I really appreciate it. But uh yeah, I just I wanna be safe for me and for, for my clients. And it's something that you can't it's like hairdressing like uh, me as a trainer, I can do most of my stuff online, you know, mm. which is great. But hairdressing, physical therapists and stuff. Yeah, I mean, like the, I've got a lot of uh, female clients and the hairdressers. They do eyelashes, they do nails, and and all of that kind of stuff. And, and they can't work. Can't do anything. Nothing. Nothing. You know. So um, it's affecting their pocket, but more more important than that, it's affecting their mental health. You know, which yeah. is just. And we're gonna get on to yeah, that. Yeah. Um, like you know, a lot of today's podcast guys is going to be based around mental health myself and Dahi I've done an Instagram live as I just said but it was mainly focused on physical therapy injuries injury prevention um, so we're not going to delve into that too much uh, I do have that Instagram saved if you do want it uh, I can send it on to you but uh, today's podcast is mainly about mental health uh, we've both sorry we both um, struggle um and Dave has a remarkable, remarkable story, and I can't wait for you to uh, to hear it. But I just wanted, just to give you a brief uh, overview of how myself and Dahi uh, came in contact um, when my shoulder injury was bad. I, I feel like I always talk about my shoulder. It's <laughs> like I'm sick. The word shoulder just gives me the fear. But anyway, and I chopped them off. Yeah, oh, I'd love to get a new one. Um, uh, yeah, when I was bad uh, and I was doing bodybuilding, someone said, "Look, go and see." Uh, they said Dave Quinn, but he's Dahi Quinn. Thank you. Um, he's mm. not Dave. Mm. And uh, he said he's a shoulder specialist. Uh, he deals with plenty of bodybuilders who have got screwed up shoulders. And so I remember going to you, uh, I think you're in, you, you had obviously uh, two clinics, Blanche and, and Glasnevin. That's right, yeah. And I went to you in Glasnevin, and there was a hallway probably 15, 20 foot long, right? Yeah. And I remember. I was walking down the hallway and you were standing there. You were, how's it going? And I walked into the room and you went, your left shoulder's at you and your left knee. And I was like, fuck do you know? <laughs> it was the way I was walking, the way I was slumped, the way, you know, yeah. and it was like, and you were able to literally pinpoint the pain in the back of my shoulder and pinpoint the knee pain. Yeah, like, yeah. So straight away I was like, fuck, this guy's good. You know what I mean? I'm all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
And that was a that was the start of a budding relationship. One hundred percent, great friends and Sam, yes. brothers, brothers, if you will. Yes. So yeah, yeah, that means a lot to me. Um, but yeah, so I went and uh, we have worked together ever since. I was honoured to be sponsored by you for a couple of years, yeah. um, which was great. Um, but just give us a brief kind of a brief rundown of your clinic and who you see and you know who your patients are. Okay, so first off, my kind of my work entails mostly manual therapy right i'm a physical therapist so any kind of manual stuff I, I whether it's massage trigger points um adjustments that chiropractors or osteopaths would do i use uh, osteopathy techniques chiropractor techniques physiotherapist uh, physiotherapist techniques loads of different stuff so i do dry needle and kt tape you name it i do it but i do all of them extras as just tools in my toolbox mostly um, it's it's with my hands. I mean, if you can't use your hands as, as any kind of manual therapist, you shouldn't be doing the job. In my mind, that's yeah. only my mind. Yeah, yeah. So your hands, um, I feel how the muscle is, how the muscle texture is. I feel everything through my hands. So my palpation skills got to be good. Um, and that's how I read. It's kind of like a, a blind person would, would uh, use Braille. So you would notice a lot of times when I'm working on you, I'm not even looking at you. I'm kind of looking in the in mm. the corner of the room and I'm just feeling how it goes. I don't want to be um, cheated by my vision. Yes. My hands will tell the story. Right. So um, that's kind of the basis what I do with hands-on. Then, I mean, I would work out an individual program to kind of get you right. Um, I don't just look at the point of pain and look at the whole body. So structurally, where are we? What do we need to do to get this right? I mean, my... My mantra is uh, movement is medicine, you know. So we got to get you moving pain-free. Mm -hmm. So I will do whatever I need to do to get that for you because when you walk in my door, you make contact with me, you're my number one concern. Mm -hmm. You're not a number. You're not a, just a Joe Soap. You are somebody that's come to me agree. with pain. And I'm like, i got to do my best for this person. If there's something that I don't know, I will give you to somebody that does or else I'll learn that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um... Mm -hmm. And, and that, that's kind of where I am. I mean, I go into the rehab exercises, the stretching, the mobility. Yeah. I meet clients in the gym and I show them what they need to do for them. Yeah. I, I mean, I get, as in athletes, I would say I get everybody. Mm. I've got um, just people who go to the gym. Mm -hmm. I've got professional fighters, UFC guys. I've got um, professional motorcycle riders. Okay. I've got singers. I've got, uh, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. Mm. Pretty much anybody. Mm. And it's great because when they come in to me, I learn off them, like yeah. they learn off me and I mm. like to explain what I'm doing. So then I've got your, just your, your regular people that your have pain. Says. I mean, yeah. taxi drivers, bus drivers, mothers, fathers, yeah. kids. Mm. I, I work on, um, I'm lucky enough. Um, yeah, you work I'm, on I'm blessed yeah, to work on, yeah. on, on disabled children. So. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's just, it's, it's just wonderful. That must be very, very satisfied because I'm sure the relief yeah. uh, that you're giving them is huge. It's yeah. phenomenal, man. And you know, even talking about it right now and getting kind of little goosebumps. So am I. Yeah, yeah so am I. I'll just tell you a quick little story. So an old friend of mine, I know this guy since he's 10 and his name is Eddie and his partner and he, obviously they got married and blah, blah, blah. And he had a, a, a child and the child was was born then to bring the child back to life, and, and uh, she's a wonderful. The, the, sorry, they brought the child back to life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is just a, w a wonderful story of uh, just a little warrior, you know. So anyway, uh, my friend was trying to get in contact with me, just kind of really help my daughter, you know. And I think she was kind of eight at the time. No, no, she was seven. She was seven at the time. 
And uh, I was kind of reluctant because I was shit scared. I'm like, holy, do do? holy fuck, yeah, yeah. you know, this is this is big. Like yeah. I'm, I'm used to working on all these other people, but now my friends are trusting me with their daughter. And she's got 24-hour palliative care. Right? Wow. So she can't eat correctly. She can't, you know, she can't do anything for herself. For herself. So I, I, I went over to Eddie and Michelle's house and they brought me in and I, and I, and I, and I seen this little angel, just a beautiful little ball of, of love and red hair. And I went... Okay, still shitting myself. Fuck, yeah. So Michelle said to me, she's not even going to know you're here. So you, whatever you think you need to do. But as soon as I w walked in, it was just, um, oh, she knew I was there and I knew she was there. We had this little wow. connection straight away. And she just looked at me and I got a smile out of the corner of my mouth. So I was like, okay. It was a connection straight away. Straight away, right? yeah. And I, I, I kind of love that. I'm all about energy, mm. kind of a little bit hippie-ish, but... It is what it is, you know. A little? A little, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, I just did some basic soft tissue massage, a little bit of trigger points and a little bit of mobilization. I mean, this this little angel has no control over any of our, our, our body. And uh, I left. And Michelle said, thanks very much. Um, I really appreciate you coming over. And I got in my car and I sat outside their house and cried my eyes out for about 20 minutes. Fuck. Uncontrollably. Whoa. Just lost my shit altogether, and I'm, get, I'm getting emotional about it now because it's fun. like I can't, I can't help this child. I can't. You can't. I can't. You, okay, you felt that I you just cannot. I don't know what to do here. I cannot help this child. Got my stuff together. Went home. The next morning, I got a phone call. It was Michelle. She goes, "I just want to thank you." I was just like, "For what?" Um, she said, "That's the first time that child has had a full night's sleep." And Jeez. again, I got emotional and I cried my little eyes out. Yeah. Now, obviously, she gets medication to help her sleep, and but yeah, she's yeah, yeah. awake and asleep and awake and asleep and all this kind of wonderful stuff. Uh, and uh, yeah, right then, that little that little spark, I was just like, okay, all okay. she needs is a little bit of tactile, soft, love and care. Yeah, yeah. And I give that to her, you know. So when I work on her, she knows it. She smiles. I have a, I have a video on my phone. And I'm lying there, so head to head, right? I'm lying on the floor on my back. She's lying on the floor on her back. We're head to head. And I'm videoing her, and she's swinging her arms around. And I'm just recording. And she could see me, I can see her on the phone. And I'm like, you little bitch, you're going to punch me in the head, aren't you? <laughs> and I'm right bang on cue, man. Boom, straight Boom. in the nose. And she laughed. And I was yeah. like, you little motherfucker. <laughs> but that's the kind of connection yeah, we have. Yeah, well, okay, so... So, yeah, that, that's, like, yeah that's so I'm, I've yeah. no money, but I'm a very rich man, if mm. that makes sense. Um, sure does. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That's and that are you one. Still, you still work. I still. Well, they're in Spain at the minute. They're getting specialized treatment. And you told me they went for because it was hotter climate. Was that hotter climate. Yeah, yeah, of course. <clears throat> Straight access to the swimming pool, but then they've, in, in, with the Spanish medical system, they've easier access to treatments for her. Okay. Easier. So I went and I went with her dad, and we helped with the setup, getting getting everything ready for young Soiv coming over and. Uh, Sorry. That's when I ripped my bicep off the bone. Yeah, that's yeah. And I lost the use of my arm. Yeah, yeah. that was only last year. Or that was like this year. No, it was no, last, last June, year. wasn't it? It was last, late last June. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I remember yeah, you telling yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So. I think I, I was on holidays in Spain actually. Yeah. And I remember texting you and you sent me this picture and I was like, Yeah, yeah. 
Well, and <laughs> probably me being, I, I think I was, I was, I was probably a bit into it, and I was like, "Oh, there's me not getting physio for a while." <laughs> that wasn't the first thing I, I thought about. Everybody like, thought the same, bro. Thanks, it, it was, yeah, yeah no, it, it was nasty. But yeah. I mean, they're still in Spain, and and Michelle and Eddie want me to go back over, nice, um, just to, just to work on her. So. I'll definitely do something to to make sure that we we, we keep that going. You well, know, so. so that kind of leads me on to uh, mobility and stuff. And, <laughs> yeah. um, I put a post about me Instagram money on Sunday. Actually, I was down in the gym doing mobility, mm. and it was like it kind of the post was just explaining that for years I, I was and I can now see why people come to me uh, a couple of days a week and they don't do sorry in the past yeah. most of my clients are now very 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 well behaved <laughs> but in the past you would have got all sorts of clients coming to you sure. they come to you twice a week and they go off and I tell them what to do and they're like yeah now you'll do that won't you and then they come back oh mm. why didn't we do that and you told I don't know for how long you told me that look you need to be doing this that and mm -hmm. you'd show me and show me and show yeah. me and I'd be in the clinic going yeah can't wait to do it and then I'd go back to the gym I'd do two minutes of it I was like get me under a bar or get me doing something yeah, yeah, yeah. because it was boring you know it, it's yeah. hard it's hard to do something that you don't enjoy but now I've I've realised that you have to, you have to do shit that you don't Well, it's the little sometimes. things that yeah. make the big difference. And I wouldn't have done any mobility. Mm. Any stretching, I used to do a shitty little for warm-up and then get mm. straight in. And that's why I end up on your table in yeah. a bit. Yeah, 100%. So now it's like, um, it's a big thing that I preach now. Um, and I would never have thought that. And I preach it to clients. But I do it religiously now, religiously. I even teach mobility online classes. And yeah. Going back a couple of years ago probably didn't even hear of the word mobility. It's a big yeah. word now. It's, it's a kind of a buzzword. It's a buzzword. Mobility, yeah. mobility, mobility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is because, <clears throat> you know, I have clients who sit at a desk all day, they drive a car all day, and they're in bits. Yeah, yeah. They're in bits. And yeah. I'm like, look, you you know, again, until something happens, you think you're going to be fine. And when you do get injured or when you, or when you can't train... That's when that's when issues happen because yeah. that's when the issues happened to me. I yeah. couldn't train, yeah. um, and my mental health went absolutely down the tubes. And the other part of it that if I hadn't have got it, if I hadn't have had a shoulder injury, I wouldn't have been addicted to pain medication, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I wouldn't have had to go through the shit that I did. So yeah. it it not only doesn't stop you from exercising, mm -hmm. but it has a huge effect on your life. Yeah. So I've realised that I've. Mm. Realise that now. Um, you know, I spoke to Owen Lacey on the podcast only l last week and we spoke about getting blood done. Superb. He is absolutely He's super. incredible. Yeah, yeah. He's and it was about kind of trying to find out what's going on with the engine, he calls it. Yeah. You need to see what's going on inside, see what's working, see what's not working. It's kind of like a form of preventative maintenance. So 100%. you you obviously only see people. Now, you obviously see some people now, mm. but... It's the same as going to a doctor. You, you only go to see a doctor when you're sick. Yeah. You only go to see you when you're injured. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the preventative maintenance of doing your mobility and going to see someone like yourself mm -hmm. every couple of weeks yeah. to just give yourself a bit of a service yeah. and then you can train f freely and kind of, you know, not be in the situation of not being able to train, right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, you'll minimize... Um, the, the it minimise, you know, the risk of getting seriously injured. Everybody's going to get injured, mm. whether you, you're sedentary or whether you're active. So everybody's going to get injured, but it's a, ma it's a matter of uh, limiting that. 
And um, I mean, basically what I am, I'm, I'm a mechanic for the body. Yeah. You know, and I look at the body as a, an electromechanical tool, right? Pulleys and levers, you know, and then you've got the nervous system. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the way I see the body. My, my brain uh, acts a certain way because, it, you know, I'm, I'm dyslexic and I have all of these kind of weird, wonderful things going on in my brain. Wonderful. My, wonderful like things, yeah. Wonderful it is. It just things. makes me slightly different. <laughs> so, um, <coughs> and, 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 and that's the way I look at the body. So, you wouldn't drive your car, ball to the wall, all day, every day, for 10 years and not get a service. Owen said something like that, yeah. didn't he? He said yeah. something very, yeah, yeah. very similar. You, you wouldn't do it. Yeah. You wouldn't do it. So you, you, you got to get serviced. So again, I would, I mean, I got some good young athletes to come to see me. Good young, in all aspects of sports, uh, fighters, runners, cyclists, you know, bodybuilders, all these guys. And they're really tuned in now. They're really tuned in. And it basically happened with, oh shit, I'm injured. I can't use my arm. I can't use my hip, blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell them, this is what you need to do. And they took her on board straight away, you know. They're just, they were they're yeah. that kind of guys. So now it's just like, boom, Dottie, how are you? Yeah, when are you free? Okay, I need to come in just to get a rub down or a pop and a click or have a look at me and see what I need to work on, you know. So that's kind of, that's where they're at. Other people, it, it, it's kind of a hard slog, but that's okay. I take people's personalities into account when they come in to see me you know so if i'm going to give somebody like drew hennessy some rehabilitation to do i might give him six exercises for mobility or stretching or whatever knowing that he's probably only going to do one some I, guys i used to do no <laughs> i know that's now why i, I went all, out to the gym we, to you. Do all, yeah, you do and then other guys i'll go okay over the next three weeks i'm going to build this two, two, and two, or whatever. It's an individual yeah. thing, and they will take them on board. So that's kind of where I am with that, you know. But mobility is so important. I mean, movement is medicine, as I said at yes. the start. So movement in full range of motion is even better. So, you know. Well, I've st I've kind of spoken episode two, I think, about my non-negotiables for my physical and my mental health, and it was yeah. exercise, um, good nutrition, going for a walk, Breathing, mm -hmm. um, breathing and reading. Yeah. Uh, now that's breathing exercise, not actually reading. That right. <laughs> you have to breathe. Um, but I've, I've got two other things that are not my non-negotiables, but I try my best to do them every day. Number one is getting into the sea. Yep. Uh, I was in the sea this morning. Um, and who told you that? You told Here me that. You go. Yeah, and I was like, F you, this was yeah. seven years ago. Yeah. Like, Get into the sea and... Do you know the funny, I was, I was in the sea this morning at um, 6.35 a.m. It wow. was incredible. Um, yeah. I'll show you a photo later. It was amazing. It was like 16 degrees. It was amazing. Wow, beautiful. And where it is in Malahide, I lived 500 meters mm -hmm. from there, across the road from yeah, it. Yeah, and you never used that. And huh? I, I lived there for six years, yeah. and I used to walk by it every day. Mm -hmm. And now I have to drive, it's a 10-minute drive. Yeah. But uh, it's, uh, it's medicine. As yeah. you just said, it is medicine mm -hmm. for me. It's it's incredible. And I've spoke about how good it is, but you were told me to get in for injuries and yeah, yeah. inflammation yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll get in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I, especially at the moment, that is something that I try to do every day. But I try to do some sort of mobility now every day mm -hmm. because two things. Uh, I know it's going to help me continue to train. Yeah. And until someone is not able to train, um, they don't know how bad it is. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's 
it's same with the men. It's the same with the mental health. It's yeah, like I said on my Instagram actually last night that sometimes it's the stuff that I have to do every day to stay as best as I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an effort. Of it course, is. Yeah, yeah. It's an effort. Like, you know, it's very easy to just. Oh, I don't have time, but I've been in a hole, and for me to stay out of that hole, I need to do X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I do it every day, um, as I said before, I'm not saying I'm guaranteed to stay out of that hole but you know you're keeping it at bay as best yeah, you can yeah. which is good yeah and the you know the sea is one but doing that stretching and mobility um first of all i'm trying to stay um as free and as injury free as i can because if i'm training i'm in a different world yeah 100 different yeah, yeah, yeah. different world and i've been in both worlds and the world that you can't exercise and if you exercise that is mm. is is awful, but it's it's become uh, it's um, it's it's like obviously like some things. If you don't enjoy things, you're obviously not good at them. But I'm mm. I'm not saying I'm good at doing my mobility, but I, I now enjoy it because it's yeah. a it's another f- ten or fifteen minutes out of your head because you're not thinking about other things. Yeah, yeah, it's the yeah, same yeah, as the sea. Yeah. You're not thinking about other things. You're thinking about doing the exercises. Um, but it's relaxing in s- some sort yeah, of way. Yeah, and I remember you said that to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's relaxing. I'm like. No, it's not. Yeah, but yeah, it, it is. No, right? it is. No, 100% it's relaxing. You're kind of, you're pushing your body a little bit. I mean, um, there's a mobility routine I have to go through um, anytime I hit the gym or even when I'm not in the gym. And I've no choice but to do it because my body's broke up. Yeah. I've got uh, just a plethora of different injuries from mm. two torn hips and a ruptured knee and busted ankle and broken shoulders and all this kind of horrible stuff. So yeah. I've developed my own one to suit me and, and, and I develop... Uh, other ones on a personal basis for for anybody else mm. that needs it, but I, I mean, still use the one that you gave me. Yeah, it's yeah, great, it's it's, great. it's phenomenal, and, and we should work on that thing yeah. together. There you yeah. go, a little plug. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, mobility is everything. Yeah. Mobility is everything. Mobility, and 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 then we can get into the heavy lifting. I mean, I find with, with Irish people in general is they think training is run into the gym, hit everything really hard without warming up, and leg it. Mm. That's not what training is. Training yeah. is it's it's a way of life. So you gotta look after your food. So I, I looked at 80, 20 percent ratio. I don't I eat a lot of chocolate and donuts, but um, um but I try to eat healthy. Um I do my mobility. Mm. I make sure that I, I train, I enjoy every rep that I do. Yeah. Enjoy every rep. I take my time and I try and uh, and focus on doing the movement um correctly. And then I'll have a little cool down. Mm. And, and and then I, I kind of get my fluids in afterwards mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff and, and try and get sleep. Take the boxes. I do, Take I do, because boxes, that's yeah. that's what keeps me going. And and that's training. It's a big whole thing, mm-hmm. you know? It's not just, I'm going to smash the gym over. Yeah. It, no, no, because then you smash your body over yeah. and then you come to me. Then you're in trouble. Yeah, and then you're giving me money for nothing. And it's costly. Yeah, yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. nothing. I'm like, my job is, is not to take your money off you. My yeah. job is to keep you training. That's how stupid of a businessman I am. I, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? I only said that... Uh, you know, doing a couple of minutes of that can save you. Like I must have spent on my shoulder and different. Cl- like I'd say about ten grand. Yeah, yeah, easy, yeah. I, I'm easy not surprised, it, man. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Okay, so that's that. So let's just kind of delve a little bit deeper into yourself. So, mm. um, kind of who is Dahi Queen and so on. But um, so just let's rewind to when you were younger. You've got a remarkable uh, and. For me, inspiring uh, story. I wouldn't, where, say, where, I wouldn't say that. Well, not inspiring. Well, parts, <laughs> parts of it are. Parts of it are. Yeah, it's, it's just so, you know, um, what was your upbringing like? Um, at the time, 
uh, I thought my upbringing was normal. Mm. Um, uh, and then you would talk to friends and friends' parents and they'd go, what? You know, that's not normal. So uh, th- we were subjected to, you know, violence in the house. And I remember one particular time I got the shit knocked down me with a baseball bat from my mother, you know. She cracked the head off me, which would, you know, it's one of them things. And w- again, <laughs> I thought that was normal. I think it was like 16 at the time. But this would have been happening, you know, since the start. Uh, yeah, you're, you're bringing back lots of good marriage. It's good, but it's good. Um, there would have been times where we had no food, you know. I remember my uncle coming up one day with bags of shopping so he could feed his nephews, and he was ran from the door. How dare you make a show on me? That's what the mother would do. Um, I also distinctly remember her ringing uh, my dad who I thought my dad I thought he was my dad at the time he was my stepdad that was another whole ball of madness yes. to happen later okay, on I yeah. discovered that when I was about 16 too but we used to have these big old phones and it was a big cream phone sitting in the hall them, don't tell anybody you have a phone I'm like motherfucker you have a sitting in the hall at the front door it sounds like the fire brigade when it rings but I, I would remember her picking up that phone and, and ringing the barracks where, where, where the old man was working because he was a soldier and uh get home here now, my hands are sore from hitting this bastard, you know. Wow. And whether that was me, the brother just older, or the older brother, you know. So, I mean, there's there's loads. Of, we could talk for weeks and weeks about about that in my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I got to a certain age, uh, which was around 16-ish, um, and I did my leaving, I was only had to do my leaving cert, did my leaving cert did at 16. You? Yeah, which I completely made a balls off because <laughs> I just didn't it wasn't my thing yeah I, like I'm, I'm highly dyslexic and I have all these other issues and, and school didn't suit me and I was going through all of this stuff I was, on, I was only at the finding out my dad wasn't my dad and blah 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 so I felt like my whole life was a lie at that yeah, time yeah. Um, and then you would couple that with being treated like a bag of shit in your own mm-hmm. home you know and shit rolls downhill so I had two older brothers so the crap that they would get they would put on to me, yeah. you know? So I, I uh, another fond memory I have of family life is uh, my parents would go, right, we're going out. So they would get in the car and they would reverse the car out the back garden. And at the time, uh, the mother had put a, a countertop in the kitchen and we couldn't afford a fridge, so there was no fridge. But there was a gap for a fridge. So the two boys, the two brothers, all the brothers, would throw me into that gap and hang on to the side of the, the counter and beat the shit out of me. And then, mm. this is a weird one, to take the tops off tomatoes and throw them at me and say, the spiders are going to eat you. Jesus. So I have a massive fear of spiders. So yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so there's, not, there's not many things I'm afraid of. Spiders is one. If anybody attacks me with a spider, man, I will find you and I'll kill you in your house. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I know, they're horrible. But, um, yeah, and that would happen until the car would come back in. Now, the two brothers, they didn't know. Yeah. You know, shit rolls downhill. They were taking out all of their aggression and blah, blah, blah. And it was fun to them. But a massive effect on me. And then I was being bullied in school because I was a very, very soft, quiet person, you know. And uh, I got to the time I was sick of the beatings at home from mm. the mother and, and, and the father and whatnot. And I just, right, fuck that. I'm out of here. Mm. So I, I, I ran and I kept running. And, and uh, I ended up being homeless on the streets of Dublin for a couple of years, you know. Years? I thought it was a couple of months. No, a couple, couple, wow, couple okay. of years. Um, so I would. You know, I was sleeping in lanes and doorways, and 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 at the time, I didn't, I didn't give a fuck, man. I was young. Probably better. F- was it? Was, it did well, you I was. Sa- I was for me. It felt safer. Yeah. There was nobody. You know what? I wasn't even getting the shit knocked out of you. It was waiting to get the shit yeah, knocked out of you. The anxiety of yeah. What's so happen. it's just like 
fuck, you know. Yeah. Um, and, you, you, I mean, you couldn't fart and they're looking at you, you know what yeah. I'm saying to you? So, um, but look... Yeah, it's yeah. just it's just it's just one of them things. So I would I'd be begging for money. But what happened was I found really quickly that if when I was begging for money, if I had gargle on me, people were more likely to give me money. Now at the time I had like long blonde hair down to my arse and I was wearing big steel toe boots and, and black combats. That's and mad. Obviously people don't see this on video, but Dave is Bald. Yes, I no, have a big shiny dome. So I can't, yeah, I can't imagine beard. you with yeah, yeah. long blonde hair. Long blonde hair. I have some pictures. I'm going to show you some pictures. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send you some pictures. <laughs> so, yeah, and there was a lot of people that I clicked with in town, and obviously they all had uh, families and homes and, and, and whatnot. So they would all go back to the families and I'd be hanging around town. And when I was begging for money, I wouldn't be aggressive. I'd just go, look, is there any chance I could tap you for a few odds? And that's what you used to say. We used to call tapping for odds. 20 pence, la, 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 la. And then you get money, you get food. So McDonald's was a big one. Mm. McDonald's wasn't long open on Grafton Street, so that's, you, you get loads of McDonald's or, or whatever. But also make sure that I had my cider or my bottles of sherry, which were only five. Yeah, schooner or old cellar. Yeah, I was like 16 at the time. So the cream, you used to do, yeah, schooner cream, and they'd leave a stain on your lip if you drank that much of wow. it. And then if there was any aggro in town, you you had a bottle to defend yourself, so it was always aggro in town. So yeah, 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 and yeah, I would use McDonald's every morning. I would get up and I go into McDonald's in the morning, and I go down to the toilet downstairs, and I just strip off and wash myself in the sink because I had to be clean. It's just the way I am. Okay. And uh, then friends of mine would go, "Oh, come back." My mom was saying, "Come back and stay." So I, I'd stay a night or two in different friends' houses, and uh, the mothers would wash my clothes and give me. F hot food and all this and I, I just I was like wow this this is what a family is this is what family life is yeah. this is so all of that shit was that was so fucking wrong but you thought at the time I thought that was normal yeah, that's a normal yeah, that's yeah. a normal run in the mill thing like you know but obviously when I was meeting these other parents and these mothers are coming in and they're like talking to their kids and I'm like holy shit I've missed out on all of this you know but then like it doesn't make me sad yeah it makes me happy for the people that had that, mm. you know. Mm, Obviously, I wish I had that. But uh, at the time, I mean, my mother was, she was going through whatever shit she was going through, and so was the, the dad or the stepdad at the time. But, um, yeah, um, I would stay in another friend's place, a guy called Macker. He's this big, huge dude with long red hair. Just Everyone's cool. got a friend called, called Macker. Macker. Yeah, I yeah. had a friend called Macker. Yeah, he's, like, he's just what a wonderful guy. Sean McHugh, his name uh, was, and he's just like, God, come stay in my, in my bed sit. And his bed sit was that small. It was probably half the size of this room. So his bed was wall to wall, right? And I was sleeping with my head under his bed with my feet against his door. So I went, I went there one night and um, I woke up in the hospital 10 days later. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I had a seizure. And uh, it was from, I had an epileptic seizure. So then I was in hospital for all that time. No idea what was at the going on, la la la. And Sean Macker contacted my parents and went, Your son's in the hospital. So, of course, my Elfle, instead of going, Oh, is he okay? went to fucking school hall, my friends, and go, What the fuck? What was he doing? What drugs was he taking? Blah, 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 blah. Always looking for that worst. Instead yeah. of saying, Shit, man, is he okay? So, anyway, it turned out I got epilepsy. Um, and I thought it was from a fall off a bicycle, but then through therapy years and years later, I found out it was from that baseball bat attack from my mother. So the specialist was said, no, no. Yeah. 
that's what gave you epilepsy. So I'm like, that's a lasting gift Thank I you. got yeah. from my mother. Thanks very much. Happy yeah. Christmas, Sell. motherfucker, you know? So, but again, it's it's just it's yeah. just one of them things. It's mm. a part of who I am, you know? So... Have you, you've got that under control now? I have that yeah, under control, yeah. yeah. I have that under control. I mean, I got all kinds of tests and all of this rubber mask to your head and stuck with this, that, and the other. And then they put me on loads of medication. And um, at the time, I was just like, well, fuck, I'm not taking all that. Oh, no, I'm going to take it all together and drink bottles of whiskey and be on me fucking, you know, be on yeah. me being. And that's what you do when you're growing up. Yeah. But yeah, it's under control. I still have the odd blip every mm. now and then. And it feels like I'm having a deja vu episode, but it's, it's just a small... I used to have the grand mal seizures where you'd fall over and yeah, lose yeah. consciousness and shake all over the place and all that kind of stuff. My mom has epilepsy, and I've, I've, I've only seen her have mm. one fit, um, and it was frightening. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Frightened yeah. the absolute shit out of Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. It was scary, and it was... And she had it for... She's had it for a long, long time, but she had it under control with medication, but then medication started to not do mm -hmm. what it should have been doing. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. had a couple more and so on, but uh, yeah, she had one and I was... I was I was that scared. I was nearly gonna, you know, the way you, you kind of panic. I was nearly yeah. gonna like fucking run out of house. I was yeah. like, no, well, I can't. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But it was, yeah, it's, but yeah. So um, we can probably fast forward a little bit. Today we are kind of crazy days. Yeah, crazy days. lots of crazy um, days. So as as you said at the start, it's gonna be focused on mental health, and we mm. both obviously suffer with mental yeah. health. And um, you would have opened up to me about your mental health before mm. me, and I was even I remember you talking to me about yours, and I yeah. was like. That's me, but it was it's yeah. hard. And if someone does suffer, it's, even when someone opens up, it's hard for you to. I couldn't. I was like, well, no. I do this on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know, I see. I yeah, and you, it man. was like, shit. I should talk to Dave about this, but, but I couldn't. That yeah. was back, obviously, a good few years ago. But and um, when did you like come to terms, or when did you know that you suffered with anxiety, depression? You know, well, I had. Uh, I've had it since I was a young kid. Going through all of that trauma as a kid, and again, there's loads of other stories I could tell you, but we'd be here for weeks and I'd probably <laughs> scare the shit out of you and everybody else. So <laughs> that's, we, another that's another podcast. We can do that again. Um, I, I just, I, I knew, I was always, uh, he's, he's, he's a mad fucker. He's crazy, like, you know. Um, and I didn't see myself as any different than anybody else other than I'd be a very caring person. Yes, you, know? you are. Uh, and uh, very soft. Too soft, in, in, in essence, you know. So... I, I, I had a massive, massive mental breakdown, massive mental breakdown, and I ended up in the hospital. Don't know how I got there. Ended up in the hospital. I think somebody I knew bring me, um, and uh, yeah. Anyway, I got back into therapy, seeing psychiatrists. I had a I had a breakdown before that when one of my best friends took his own life, mm. and that was the first time I'd had a. I was heavily medicated for that, and I came out of that. And then I had this sort of big massive breakdown and, and I just completely lost my shit. I'm just like, oh, I, I, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm angry at the world. I'm angry at myself. I'm a burden to everybody. Mm. I'm, I'm a useless piece yeah. of shit. The you useless know? part is definitely rings a bell. You think you're just this... I'm a nothing. Yeah. I'm a nothing. I, it was difficult for me to breathe. I was like, this shit is hard. You know? mm. this, this shit is hard and you doubt, you doubt everything. So anyway, I, I got into... Um, I got into the system, and it's hard to get into the system. My doctor in Blanchestown was so good, super, and she's really, really cool. And she said, we need to get you into the system. Anyway, I got into the system, and they see me. System as in, sorry, as in. The medical, the, yeah. the, like the health system here, yeah. right? Okay. Um, and people give out about it, and rightly fucking so. Mm. But I was lucky enough 
uh, on the most part to deal with uh, psychiatrists who gave a fuck about me, you know, yeah. and uh, counselors who gave a fuck about me. So I got to talk to these guys and we went through a plethora of different medications over the number of years and found one that suited me best. And it might change it again, I, 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 I don't know. Um, but what I realized after all of this shit, now I'd say that that last major one was probably about 12, 15 years ago. Okay. Um, I, what I realized was, this is just me. This is me. It's a part of me. It's a part of who I am. Pardon me. It's not going to change unless I change it drastically, which I have tried. And the only way to change that drastically is I'm just taking myself off this planet. This fucking magic roundabout, I'm getting off. I'm getting off real quick. So I've had a couple of goes at that, you know. Mm. Um, but I'm still here. Thank the That's gods. The right? I'm, I'm, I'm still yeah. here. So, uh, yeah, I've just, I've accepted this is who I am. Yeah. And every day is a battle for me. Every fucking day is a battle for me. Mm. And I'm, I'm right at the minute, I'm crawling out of a hole. Like okay. me being here is helping me right now. This is therapy yeah. for me yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Speaking about it is, yeah. So, um, and I'm very open about my mental health and my mental illness because mm. it's an illness. It's an illness. illness. I said that the other day, yeah. And it's an illness from trauma I received as a child. And it's an illness it's, it, that's given to me as well through genetics, right? Yeah. So they've diagnosed me with bipolar. And, just gonna go into that, and borderline personality disorder and these other things and, and I'm dyslexic and I have all these other issues going on so I'm a fucking disaster <laughs> but I'm still here <laughs> I'm, I'm alright I'm yes, a pain in the are. ass too but again I accept all these things and I'm lucky enough to have really good people around me that accept all them things about me and I mean look I'll give you one story I was at a friend's wedding big gang it was a big crew that would hung around together you know and all really tight and close and uh, we were at one of the boys' weddings, and, and I'm like, at the, the disco was playing, everybody's dancing around. But I went up to the DJ, and I was like, bro, at the end, play the national anthem, because we're all kind of patriotic. And he's like, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> I'm like, all right. At the end of the night, motherfucker's packing up his gear. I'm like, Hang what? Of course, I've been drinking. Shouldn't be drinking. <laughs> so I went oh. up, and I said, put all your shit back on, <laughs> connect all that shit back up, and play the fucking national anthem. And he's like, what? So anyway. Sorry, hi, just, they got your long blonde hair. <sighs> no, no, I was, sh I was shaved off. No I was shaved off. As soon as I started losing my hair, I'm like, oh, fuck that. I cut it up short, and then I was like, oh, that's really bad, and then I shaved her off. Um, but right. anyway, I had words with the DJ, and the next I remember, my friend, whose wedding it is, oh. he's grabbing home, he's going, it's okay. The room was clear. Everybody had gone. <laughs> so you're just like, I can't believe I fucked that up the most important day of their lives and I did that. Yeah. I did it. So no matter if, I co if I'm copus mentis or not, yeah. if I do something, I do it. Yeah. Doesn't matter if there's alcohol or other substances involved or just I'm having a manic time or whatever. Mm. If I do something wrong or right, I do it. And I get this excuse off a lot of people. Oh, I was on my head. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You did that. So take yeah, responsibility. Someone for else that. didn't do it, Jim. He's still my friend. And I still love him dearly and vice versa. And all my friends are so good. I mean, I go missing off the radar. The boys and the girls are like sending me messages. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. There's a message. And even if I don't reply, they'll keep sending me messages. So I know there's somebody out there that yeah. gives a fuck about me. That's a big thing, yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. And but I'm, they all understand that. But like, here's the thing. When I met you and I, and I started talking to you because I could read a few signals from mm. you. You then understood that if you can't get me, 
you know what's going on. Yeah. And I'm lucky to have all my clients that go, all right, if I can't get Dottie, he's not well at the minute, but he'll yeah. come back. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it's a part of who I am. But it's, and this is a big part of why I keep speaking about that. If, if someone doesn't know that you suffer, you're like I did for years, you suffer in silence. No one's going to reach out because no. they just think, oh, well, yeah, yeah. he's okay. But yeah, yeah. if you're not okay and people don't know, well, then you're on your own. Yeah, but yeah. people yeah. know now that I suffer. And I, I get texts as well yeah. that my girlfriend says, look, are you okay? And I had a bad few days there. A few weeks ago, I had a couple of drinks the weekend and Monday was, oh, mm. and Monday rolled into Tuesday and Tuesday needed all into Wednesday. And mm. I was like, oh. But, you know, if someone didn't know that I was suffering, you would feel alone for yeah, a few days. Yeah, Them yeah. few days probably wouldn't have stopped at that. No. Um, so, like, if there is people out there who are suffering, even if you tell one person, that one person okay. will send you a text or they'll sit down with you. And oh, send me a text. Yeah, and send the, me a message. The difference of people, the difference of you knowing that there's someone there, mm -hmm. and, like, you know, that's why we get so many people fucking taking their own lives because yeah. they think that there's no one there to help them. Yeah. There is no help and mm. they think that's the only way out. So, you know, it's a big thing about, and I speak about it all the time and, um, you know, I don't expect people to broadcast on social media. I don't expect people to broadcast it to their friends and I think I said in one of the podcasts today, I don't, I, I wasn't going to put her, I wasn't going to put her up in the lad's WhatsApp group mm. but I spoke to someone, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's even if you tell one person one and one person, person will one be person. able to speak to you and kind of and help you. Yeah. Well, you know, just on that point, Drew, sorry mm. for cutting across you. No problem. It, I wouldn't expect anybody to tell me when they're not feeling right if they don't really know me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So if you, if you know somebody and you trust somebody, when you're feeling good, that's the time to say, look, this is what happens to me. You know, I can tell you now because I feel like I can deal with life today. Yeah. This is, this is how I feel. Blah, 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 blah. And and then if you don't hear from me, mm. that's when I'm feeling bad. Yeah. Because the hardest thing to do when you're in that fucking hole of wanting to just end everything mm. and suffocate yourself yeah. is to make contact. Yeah. Like my phone frightens me. Just it frightens me. I can't, I see the thing fucking flashing. Anybody that knows me will go, yeah. that arsehole never answers his phone. Text, you know. When I'm good and ready and I'm healthy enough, I can go, okay, I'm all right, and I'll start texting people back. Yeah. So it's very hard for people to make that connection when they're not feeling well. So when you're feeling well, that's when I would suggest get your, your wife, your husband, your brother, sister, your, your best friends, and say, I'm, I'm feeling like this sometimes or all the time or most of the time. So just keep an eye on me, yeah. you know. So I'm super open about my mental health and my mental illnesses. And anybody asks me, I just tell them everything. This is yeah. it. Because I know somebody's going to go, oh, like I did with you. Yeah. Oh, hold on a minute. I recognize something here. Yeah. I'm not on my own. And nobody's ever on their own. I've lost probably nine people to suicide. Fuck. Probably nine people to suicide. Whoa. If I, if I count them all up. And it's a fucking sad, sad thing. I looked at an old photograph there last week. And there's eight people in the photograph. Three of them are dead. That's such a one photograph. Yeah, yeah. You know, so and then I've lost people to other things too. You know, um, but it's when you're when you're feeling good, that's when you make the contact. Yeah. So people are aware. <laughs> they're like, oh, I haven't heard from Drew. 
Mm. Is he all right? Yeah. And just on a point on that with the, with the drinking and alcohol or, or if people are doing recreational drugs or whatever they do, I don't judge anybody. I'm not, I don't judge anyone. I'm a bit of a hippie. So if you want to do stuff to your body, you do that. But anybody that suffers from mental illness, and I learned this off um, the top specialist that I've seen, a, a lovely old Indian doctor. He's amazing. And he said, the normal average person that goes drinking or abusing their, their brain and their liver on a Friday, Saturday or Sunday or all the nights or whatever, it'll take them three days to get over. Yeah. So you're just like, oh man, Monday, Tuesday, oh, I'm feeling all right. And then mm. they're back in the grind. For anybody with mental illness that suffers, them three days and three days, that turns into three weeks. Yeah, that's the problem. Right so that, that's a realisation that I make. I'm like, okay, if I have a few beers now, I'm dealing with this shift for three weeks. Not worth the number. No. No. Now, I like a point of Guinness. Yeah. And I like a glass of whiskey. I'm a big fan of Irish whiskey. I don't right. abuse it. When I'm a, when I was a kid, I abused fucking everything. What's well, that? Give me that. I'm <laughs> abusing the fuck out of that. Yeah. Right. But now I'm I'm like, okay, I can have three points of Guinness and go home. I can have one point of Guinness and go home. I know if I hit four, I can't drink anymore. I used to drink like 12, 14 points of Guinness, mm. be gangless. If I have four points of Guinness, I'm drunk, I'm sick, and I'm going to feel like I want to take my own life. That's me. I get the tree. I'm like merry. I'm stumbling. I'm like, I can stop and I can deal with a bit of unwanted feeling for a few days. Yeah. And I, I, I'm prepared to carry that on. Yeah. As I said, I, I can sit down at night and have one glass of whiskey. And it's lovely because I love the taste of it. You're doing it for the enjoyment factor. I'm doing it for the enjoyment. I'm not doing it to get smashed down my head. Like I'm doing it because, oh, that's you've lovely. been there. You've, you've, you've oh, been man, there. Oh, man, I've been there. on the other side yeah. now, which is great, which is, again, yeah, you know, and that's 100%. why I said it's inspiring from where you've come from mm. to, look, you know, to turning everything around, you know. Um, okay. Um, I recently, this is going to... Different topic. Well, I had a couple of different topics I would uh, I'd like to speak. We're still on the mental health side of it. Um, I spoke uh, on the Primal podcast. Um, it was out the other day with Dan Campion, and um, we were talking about my own story. I didn't mention much about this in my own story. I wasn't. I didn't know I was going to go there. Um, but it just kind of went there. In the uh, Dave just can't open a bottle of water oh, here. That's my bicep. It's <laughs> yeah. torn. Um, so uh, yeah we spoke about uh, we got into the bodybuilding side of it and um, it kind of just it kind of came out and you know most people know that if you're a relatively decent competitive bodybuilder mm -hmm. you are taking testosterone yeah, um, yeah. I say testosterone now and it's kind of like me talking about my stammer I call it a stammer and not a stutter mm. steroids yeah um, there's you know People who are not in the game or don't know, they hear steroids and, you know, they think, oh my God, you know, you're, you know, you're a junkie or you're this, you're that. Mm. Steroids are, you know, massively used. I think now it's come out in all the big sports now. Everyone was taking Well, they steroids. reckon it's the most abused drug in the world. Yeah. You know, you've got... It's performance you've got, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. got professional athletes. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll openly say that. Yes, I was a, a steroid user while I was competing in bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. um, did I have to? No. Did I want to? The results I've seen from them, yeah. yeah. If I was going to be any way competitive, mm -hmm. um, which I wasn't majorly competitive, I got a couple of trophies, ever, but I needed to be. Yeah. And it was my choice. Yeah. Um, and yeah, for years I took them and... Um, my opinion of them beforehand was, right, if I inject myself with this, I'm going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger in two years. Yeah. And unfortunately, I wasn't. <laughs> um, 
I took them and took them and took them and I still didn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. For the for the for the Joe public, I might have looked like a bit of a freak because I did. I grew some muscle tissue, um, but it's uh, that came that came with a price. Yeah, and for years I probably abused them. Um, you know, you start, not not yeah. probably Drew. You yeah, did abuse yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I did. But that, abuse that's okay. Them. Yeah, and like people start off, oh, I'll just take that, and then that leads mm. to this. And someone says to you, well, if you add that onto that, you're gonna get this and that. So you know, yeah, I did. Um, you know, and a couple of things kind of come with that. Um, you know, I started training because I wasn't happy with my body. Um, I was a little bit chubby. Started training. Started got starting getting into bodybuilding and um, some. You know, some effects come with taking steroids during it. Um, there is a there is a number of side effects. Um, one for me was kind of paranoia, mm-hmm. um, huge paranoia, either day to day or especially when I was out drinking. People they're definitely talking about me, or people are talking about me behind my back. All sorts of mad shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, yes, I'm not gonna get into years of obviously taking them because that's not. But I'm talking. I'm talking about the effects they had after. So, um, I built quite a bit of muscle tissue. Stopped training mm. and, um, sorry, stopped taking them. Stopped training and lost some of the gains. Um, probably didn't do things right. So, I just want to say I'm not saying that everyone who takes steroids is gonna go through this. My story was that it's a personal thing. Yeah, it's a personal thing. Mm. Um, and it's you go from having high levels of testosterone, feeling great. Again, this is not a kind of thing to say, go and take steroids. They, they're going to make you feel great. But higher higher levels of it, high levels of testosterone do make you feel good. Mm. But then when you stop them, that's when the fucking problem calls. Uh, yeah, the yeah, problem happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the problem with me was that I stopped my own testosterone levels had probably, you know, nearly stopped. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't getting any... Um, synthetic testosterone and boom um, you know I hit a seriously big low I didn't say this in my first story but having low testosterone levels has a huge effect massive massive effect massive. on your mood your energy levels your drive everything um, you know so uh, I that's when I kind of realised okay right and I got my blood done and I was told I had the testosterone levels of an 80 year old granny well you look well for an 80 year old granny (laughs) (laughs) I looked seriously well for an 80 year old (laughs) granny Um, so I I, you know that that was a big struggle for a while to eventually get them back up and stuff but um, you know I see see, you know and it was a it was probably a thing with social media is is a big thing now right that you're, you know, that I used to look at people going, look at them, they're in great shape, and I, I yeah. want to get into that shape, and I'll take it's anything. It's all lies, brother. It's all yeah, lies. Yeah. Every single, every single bit of it. Everybody's wonderful and happy. Mm. No, they're not. Yeah, it's all bullshit and lies for likes. You know. Yeah, for the likes. Yeah, it's scary, scary. Um, but I see, like I, and I've, I've had people into me in the gym asking me, oh, can you get me this? Can you get me now? You know, mm. there's young guys out there now who might not suffer f- from mental health now, but. They will because they yeah. are they're taking steroids, mm-hmm. testosterone as young as 17, 18 years of age. Crazy. And you know, crazy. they're not they don't know and I've been there. And, and I don't like to preach because but I I've learned that it is eventually gonna catch up with you. You know. Uh, yeah, everything everything catches up with you. Mm. 
Every, you've, you've no choice. Everything catches up with you. Like, I go back to what I said earlier on. I don't judge people. If you want to take uh, steroids for whatever reason, that's fine. That, that's your choice. But know what you're putting in your body. <laughs> know the effects of what's going to happen to your body, right? Um, as males, we all need testosterone. Uh, females need testosterone. Right? Yeah, so um, testosterone keeps our sex drive up, and it keeps our mood up, and it stops us being lethargic. Well, like just being basic. Yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah. Just, just being basic, right? Um, and we all need that. So uh, again, if you're in competitive bodybuilding or anything like that, they're all uh, using steroids. And again, I've no problem with that. Mm. That's a part of their sport. Yeah. Okay. That's that, that's all right. I have no problem with anybody doing any of that. I get a lot of clients that they're all steroid users. One of the conversations I will have with them is, uh, are you taking anything? What are you taking? Because it will affect what we can do, what we can't do, yeah. as in rehab and all this kind of stuff. You know, um, my major issue. Well, I've got two. One of them is the abuse mm. of steroids, right? And the abuse of steroids comes with lack of knowledge. So that lack of knowledge is usually the gym bro shit, you mm -hmm. know? Um, and that gym bro shit just does my fucking head in. Now, I'm no expert. I, I do know a bit, you know? Um, but I'm like, okay, know the pros, know the cons, and then make your decision from there. Mm. I'm not going to tell you yes or no. Um, so it's that abuse. That's a that's a big thing, right? Young guys, young guys taking gear. Oh God! Like I'm looking at young fellas and they're 16 years old in the gym and they're jacked as fuck, man. And they're up to the balls in gear, and they're not coming off. I know. I've had a couple of clients come to me, and they went to see PTs. The first thing the PT did was bump these gear. Oh. Jesus. You know, and they're not training other than to, I want to get fit and healthy. You know what I'm saying to you? Mm. But all of a sudden, they look great. Monsters, buff, big, huge guys, you know. And even girls, they're like, oh, yeah. shredded. Yeah. You know, who the fuck is giving you that? Yeah. And have they told you what that is? Like, I had a female come to me who just wanted to get fit that thought she was taking fat burners. And she was on Anavar. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, that's a steroid. For anyone no, that doesn't know anything about them, Anavar is an oral steroid. It's an oral it's a steroid. Form of testosterone yeah, steroid. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, would you tell that PT that I'm going to come down there and <laughs> strangle him because he's telling you lies and you need to know what you're putting in your body? Because they will get more, as the PT will get more results yeah, from this person yeah. and then they can put up a little before and after oh, and yeah. people can go. And this is a big thing that. They're I, selling lies. This is a big that I have that people are putting up. Results from themselves or or results from clients. And then there's other people saying, oh, I want to do that. And then... Unattainable they, results naturally. They start yeah. training themselves or they start training with training. And they, they, they feel that, why can't I get them results? Mm -hmm. And then that has a fucking another negative effect. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. While well, I'm training. And then that, mm -hmm. that could easily lead for them to go, do you know what? I can't do that. I'm going to stop. Yeah, yeah. And then they stop exercising, more issues, more issues, more they stop, issues. But when they stop, they don't come off their steroids correctly. They don't do a PCT course. And I'll I'll hold my hands up here, and mm -hmm. I am holding my hand up here mm -hmm. in the studio. And um, that, that was a big problem that I done. Yeah. That I took them and took them and, you know, uh, but I didn't come off them properly. And that has had years, years. It took me years to get it mm. fixed. And yeah, yeah. while I was on, you know, I'm fine. This is yeah, gonna yeah. be great. You know, yeah, it's yeah. the same with everything. It's fine. And until something happens, yeah. then you're like, oh, yeah. Same. Well, I should have listened to you about the, the mobility. Yeah. I should have listened to someone else. 100%. You know. Uh, 
people are young, they are they know everything, especially yeah. guys. Yeah. They know everything. Well, look, we were, we were all like that. So, oh. but my whole thing is now, the knowledge is there for these people to now, just yeah. get on the internet, get on YouTube, Read and go to reputable guys and go, okay, this is what it's going to do. Uh, again, I mean, testosterone is very healthy. So when guys get to a certain level, usually around mid-30s, their levels drop. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's when things go wrong for them as well. And you know this because you were taking synthetic mm -hmm. and your levels dropped yeah. and you start getting all of this shit going yeah. on. Right? So um, guys are getting hormone replacement therapy yeah. and testosterone replacement yeah. therapy, which is healthy. Yeah, super, great. super, super yeah. healthy. There's just, it's just not widely known or open here. Mm. There's a there's a very good doctor, I think he's on the Malahoid Road, who's really, really good. He does all your bloods and blah, 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 blah. Well, there's a doctor that, the doctor that I'm going to, mm. Dr. Sam yeah. Van Eden in Malahoid. Yeah, I've, that, uh, I think yeah. that's the same guy. Like, that's the that, same. that is the guy. Yeah, he's really, yeah, really good. Yeah, he's he's incredible. He, like, he was the guy who done the treatment for me for the ketamine and the NAD treatment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he's the doctor that's helped me with my own testosterone level. Yeah, he's very, very he's, he's very good. Yeah, he's a lifesaver. Uh, but he's yeah, he's excellent. So like, if there is anyone out there that is struggling with mm -hmm. anything that um, from testosterone stuff, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything about GPs. But I went to my GP with my testosterone mm -hmm. levels, and um, he, the first thing he said was, "Oh, just give it another." I think he said eight or ten weeks, yeah. and I was like, "I'm on the fucking floor yeah. here. Do you want me to?" go any lower you know so yeah. gps and you know well it's general practitioners yeah they don't the key. they don't speciality. yeah they don't yeah. plus they don't have the time to sit down with you and speak to you for like I, i've been in dr sam's surgery for 40 minutes talking mm -hmm. about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they have 10 minutes yeah, yeah. in out oh but yeah. which is fine and there's no problem with that but if you are suffering from low testosterone low mood get your bloods done yeah get your you bloods know, done yeah get it checked i out. got my bloods done and that's how the whole um, me coming out being addicted to the prescription drugs because Dr. Sam found yeah, yeah. a couple of my markers were like off the scale. Like mm. my testosterone was low and my other markers were off the scale. He was like, something going on here. Yeah, so yeah. getting bloods done, you know, if, if you are feeling low, um, you, and um, we spoke to Owen about this, it could be something. You could be lacking in something. Yeah, yeah, you could yeah, be. Yeah. And not saying that you get anxiety and depression from being low in zinc or magnesium or vitamin D, but if you are low, you start taking them, you're going to be a much healthier person. Yeah, well, it's it's, it's it's prescribed. And, and I think that's... Uh, people will also get mixed up with um, replacement therapy and steroids. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's, it's, replacement therapy is different. It's like women have HRT. Yeah. And it's just like, it's normal for women... It, they get HRT or she's going through the change, get HRT and we'll ease the body through it and it's very healthy for women to do that. But men need the same. Men need the same and it's only becoming acceptable now um, in certain countries. We're, as as the Irish, we're always fucking last yeah, behind, coming, yeah. yeah, with this kind of shit, you know. So, um, if you're feeling like that and your mood is this and your mood is like, get your blood stone by a reputable doctor if you need to get therapy, they will tell you. Right, we need to bring our levels up. Your levels up to an acceptable level that you can function as a human being and like feel like a man. Yeah, well, yeah, feel like a man. So you want to make sure your libido's there. Yeah. You want like if your libido's not there, you just you know yeah. you, you already are looking at yeah, oh fucking hell, I'm not a man. Yeah, I want to fucking kill myself. Yeah. So we, you got to look after that. But healthy testosterone levels is good for your heart. Yeah, 
So it's it's heart health, you know. And a lot of people don't talk about that. They talk about uh, the negative sides. So as we were just saying, yeah. with, with young guys abusing shit, you know. So again, it's the abuse I don't like. So yeah, know? I spoke to uh, I spoke to Dan actually on the Primal podcast. But I spoke to him before, and we've uh, we were he had Doctor Sam on his podcast, and um, I think they were saying there was one in uh, sorry nearly one into forty odd percent um, of men have some sort of erectile dysfunction um, mm -hmm. or low testosterone. So that's nearly one in two lads. Yeah. But it's, they will never speak about that. It's or another even thing. going to the yeah. doctor saying, doctor, I've got a bit of a problem yeah, and it's yeah. down below. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, yeah. you know, if it's someone taboo, has, uh, yeah, if someone has a problem down there, it's not only the problem down there, it's in their head. Yeah. And that is going to be a huge thing. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, look, I mean, if, if a guy is with his, uh, you know, his other half, his other partner, whatever, and he can't get his shit together, hmm. the first thing that's going to happen is he's going to say to himself, I can't get my shit together. And once you have that, you're not getting your shit together. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And then it's just like, fuck, now what do, What does my partner think of that? Oh, I'm a failure, la, 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 la. Yeah. So just on that libido, so it has a massive, massive effect. So um, again, the abuse of anything is going to fuck you up. Hmm. You know, when things are done correctly and healthily, fine. You know. But there is, yeah, there's definitely just, just to kind of, and that that there is, um, and I've found that if if you are struggling with any of any of the things we spoke about, but especially for the guys, um, obviously the girls as well, but especially for the guys with low testosterone comes for me it was low everything, low mood, low drive, mm. low myself, you know, just it's not a great you know, but. Until you go and get tested, you might not know. You might not you know. know so yeah. you might just think, oh no, this is this is me. I have this illness. You know, you as I said, you could be low on simple things that you can go to the chemist and buy zinc, uh, magnesium, absolutely. vitamin D. Your diet could be low on good fats. Even doing a couple of them. Obviously yep. not saying it's not it's not gonna cure you, but no. it's gonna help. And then even going down and getting bloods done exactly. and testosterone. And if you can, because I've been there, mm -hmm. if you can improve all them things, you're going to be in a much, much 100%. better place. Right? And here's another thing that will help your levels. Training. Exercise. Training. Yes, yes. What is training? Training is movement. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're going for a swim, going for a walk, playing with your kids, yeah. um, going to the gym, doing jiu-jitsu, doing whatever. I thought you were going to say something else there. No, well. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to boost testosterone. I will, will. Come here. Look, I, yeah. I, I get a lot of um, a lot of athletes coming in, bodybuilders and strongmen and what, whatnot, and a lot of them would use, and as their levels are starting to drop, I'm like, you need to spend some alone time mm. because you need that connection from your brain yeah. to say, this is where I need to be. Mm. And, uh, if you, and if you let that go, it's harder to get it back. I had a great conversation with Dr. Sam about that. And it was the first time I'd ever even spoke about yeah, that. And I was yeah. like, what? what? And he was don't like, talk about yeah, masturbation. Yeah, he said don't true, do it. It's, it's a you go blind. You go blind. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say there? I can't yeah, see Yeah, yeah. Fadro Fiddly told me that. <laughs> but uh, the podcast is just, I knew the podcast was going to go in a few different uh, a few different directions You're with welcome. Dave. I've You're had welcome. some crazy conversations with Dave. But look, <laughs> let's get it back here. But yeah, no, uh, it's something that, look, lads might speak about a little bit, but um, on a serious note, if you do have any issues with that, I would recommend um, Dr. Sam Van Eden in my life, one million yeah. percent. I'm going to yeah. hopefully get him on the podcast, hopefully. And uh, it'll be uh, it'll be an interesting podcast. Yeah, a lot of my clients actually seen him. That's yeah. the guy I was talking about. Yeah. He is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. They've got great results and they're back feeling healthily, uh, healthy. Some of them 
are just on that road to getting there, but they went from the taboo to don't talk about that, like don't talk about mental health and don't talk about my low libido or I can't yeah. get out of bed to, oh, it's actually all right. Yeah. Because right, these are doctors yeah. and they expect that. Mm. They see worse shit than that all Way the time. Yeah. So it's a matter of having that bit of confidence to say, look, I'm going to go out and talk to this dude and, and see but what happens. But it's building up in here. Like I built, yeah. I built up, um, number one, that when I was on the prescription medication that I was the only person, I was the only dickhead that, now I didn't Google it because I did, didn't want to know, but I was the only dickhead that had got addicted to these painkillers. Yeah. As soon as Dr. Sam said, he goes, there's, it's, common, there's, it's, it's huge. He yeah. said, he's treated people before. That mm. was a huge thing. Then when I thought I was the only person who was feeling like this and then I spoke to people, they were like, oh, I feel the same. Yeah, yeah. Speaking about stuff like that makes you not have it in your head, in your head yeah. that you're the only one, you're the yeah. only one. So. Like I said earlier, you're not on your own. Yeah. You're never on your own. Other people are feeling that shit too. And if you can make that connection with somebody, you're saving it's, yourself and probably them. Yes, you know. yes. Um, okay, that's the serious stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I always end, I always like to end off on a couple of questions. Um, I didn't have time, unfortunately, um, to put it out on social media because you'd never go back to me last night. You had to get your phone on. You. <laughs> so, uh, so we only, I only got this in. Uh, so I only, uh, we only uh, confirmed this last night. So I would have put out questions, but just two different things. Um, two, two kind of rapid fire questions. We don't want to go on too long. But what's your advice to the listeners? How to stay injury free? How to stay injury free? Again, my mantra: movement is medicine. You no, got You no. got to move. It doesn't no. matter what it is. As I said, if you go for a walk, go for a swim, go for a cycle, go and do martial arts or whatever. It doesn't matter what yeah. it is. Movement is medicine. Mm, okay, movement so, is medicine. Yeah, yeah. That's one. Advice to listeners. Advice to listeners if they're struggling with their mental health. Again, I would kind of suggest when you're feeling up to it, because nobody will make contact when they're feeling like a bag of shit. When you're feeling up to it, let somebody know this is how I can feel at times. Mm. I don't care. Message me. Message me. I'm always I'm always there. There's people out there that give a fuck about you. There's people yeah. out there that love you and care about you and they want to make sure that you're a happy, healthy person. Very good. Last one again, I've I've asked all my whole two guests so far on this, but uh, for the moment while we're in lockdown, if you were to be stuck in lockdown with one famous or anybody, who would it be and why? I could name loads. Just give us one. Right, I won't say Richard Pryor, but I want to, because he's just the, probably the funniest man that ever lived. Can right. I say something? Yeah. Who's Richard Pryor? Right, so I, you're getting rear naked choked as soon as we get out here. <laughs> you don't know who Richard Pryor is? Richard, I probably know him to see. I'm yeah, not good yeah, with yeah, names. Yeah, 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 yeah. Richard he's Pryor. an American black comedian who was just the funniest guy. Eddie Murphy got his style from Richard Pryor. Really? Yeah, you need to check is Richard he old? Pryor out. Because I'm only younger, man. He's, he's dead. dead. Ah, he's dead. He's dead See, yeah. I, I don't know any dead people. Oh, yeah. I know loads of them. <laughs> I, don't talk to, I don't talk to dead people. I know people. loads of dead people. <laughs> I've seen plenty of them on my travel. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't know. I felt, I just was like curling into myself to go, why don't I know Richard? <laughs> he's dead. He's one of the funniest Is people he? of Almost, all time. YouTube yeah, him later. and Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yes, yes. So they used to team up in, in movies, store crazy and all this kind of stuff. But watch Richard Pryor stand up. But it would be a historical figure. Right now, in Spain, they're digging up the remains of Red Hugh O'Donnell. Red Hugh O'Donnell was one of the last Gaelic chieftains of Ireland. Um, and he had to flee Ireland after the Nine Years' War. Okay, So he went to Spain to get 
help from the Spanish to bring over another Spanish army. So the Spanish Armada and the Battle of Kinsale, all of that kind of stuff that we, we lost the Battle of Kinsale. But him, and I think he was only 20 when he started that war, and um, him, or, or uh, the great Hugh O'Neill, you know, these masterminds of, of Gaelic culture. I'm all about my, my history and my Gaelic culture. very patriotic. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, in the north of Ireland, that was the last bastion of, of Gaelic land, right? The, the rest had been pr pretty much eradicated by, by the English. And they were holding on. And that's why the north is in this situation that it's in now, because when they got rid of the O'Neill and the O'Donnell, that's when the plantation of Ulster started. So these supposedly um, riffraff could be here for a while. Yeah, guys. riffraff <laughs> of, of of Irish, you know, nobility held out against one of the greatest empires of all time for nine years and were just beating the shit out of them. But that let let on to the flight of the earls. And so who's this stuff. guy? Sorry, I've <laughs> <laughs> uh, I definitely don't know. Red, Red Hugh O'Donnell. Red O'Donnell. And right now the Is Spanish. His name Red. Yeah, 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 nice. yeah. There, are, um, because he was he was red, he was ginger. Okay, there you go. And see, you're learning loads from I'm me today. Learning loads. So um, taking notes here. Yeah. So the Spanish right now are, are digging up his remains, and they knew they'll know it's him because he had no big toes. He lost his toes through um, frostbite. Because he, he escaped, yeah, he, he escaped. Spain. No, definitely not, definitely not. You get COVID <laughs> get in Spain. You get in COVID Spain. in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> That's oh. terrible. Um, so he, um, yeah, he uh, broke out of prison in, in Dublin and escaped through the Wicklow Mountains of frost boy. And he lost his he toes would to frost yeah, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so no toes completely. No big toes. Oh no, sorry, no big toes. And like me as a physical therapist, like I'm like, you walk. need your big toes yeah, to kind of sort the shit out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he would be one of the main ones. Or the great Hugh O'Neill. I think I'm going to end this because I don't know any of this. I'll educate you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I failed, actually I did, I think I failed history in junior cert and leaving cert, so. Yeah. Well, I used to do a little, I little never bit told you that, Dave, because I know you wouldn't like me as much. I'd still you, like you. You, you, you you're like lovely, your history. You're a lovely old lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm an eight-year-old, I was an eight-year-old lady. Right, I think that's, uh, that is, it's, that's it. It has been amazing. It's been inspiring. Um, it's been knowledgeable. I now know who uh, Richard Pryor is and Red Red Hurley. No, not Red Hurley. Red Who's Red Hurley? He's an Irish country <laughs> singer. Hey, do you like Red Hurley? No. No. Well, what's the other guy's Red name? Red Hugh O'Neill. Oh, no, Hugh, Hugh O'Donnell. And then, oh, does he, and then does the great Hugh O'Neill. Red no, Hugh O'Donnell. I'm going to have to look them up later. I'll, I'm going to teach you. Right I probably should have looked up my history before this, <laughs> uh, this podcast. But. Um, so, uh, if anyone wants to reach out to you for your professional services, uh, where can they find you? Instagram and yeah. Facebook. Uh, under what's your uh, life spiral? Life spiral. Life spiral. Physical therapy. Life spiral. Physical therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram and Facebook. Um, brilliant, Dave. Sorry, Dahi. Here you go. See? Got that right. I was about to jump across the table, but I'm old and my hip doesn't want to. <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's always chatting my to you. Pleasure, brother. My Thank pleasure. you very much, sir. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me. Hopefully we can do this again. Of course. Thank you. So, guys, that was episode five. As I said at the start, it was juicy. Um, Dai is, to me, he's a legend. He's a friend. But it's an, as I said, it's an inspiring story. Um, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. 
If you would like to reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram at Drew Hennessy PT, Facebook at Drew Hennessy, and you can also find me on the Lifestyle Health and Fitness page on Instagram and Facebook. You can also find me on my website, DrewHennessy.com. Guys, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe. Chat soon.